Was popping, was popping, was popping. Welcome to Nikki and Moose. I'm Nikki. That's Moose. What's up, Moose? What up, y'all? And today is a celebration of life. <laughs> All right, we're going to be talking about the dog himself. We're going to talk about some of the lessons that we learned. Uh, I, I was struggling at first. I was like, maybe we shouldn't go over DMX and just leave that to the music people. But I found a way. Mm. So we're going to be celebrating DMX. There's a will, DMX. there's a way. Yeah, yeah. we're going to be celebrating DMX today. Moose, how are we feeling about it? Man, I mean, of course, it's a, it's a sad occasion, unfortunately, but uh, I think it's definitely worth it. One of the things we stand on on this podcast, on this show, of course, is highlighting those, you know, while they're still here and, of course, even memorizing those when they pass. So, yeah, no, this is going to be special. Let's get into the intro. Two kids from Queens, cut from a different cloth. Now, joining forces, helping you to elevate your personal brand. Yeah, I'm talking about Nikki and Moose, bringing you a never-before-seen perspective into the mindset, the mentality, the behaviors, the driving force, but more importantly, the stories. Behind the people and brands that you know and love the most. So you know what time it is. It is review of the week. <laughs> and this one is by A-L-I-T-L-C. I'm not even, I'm not even gonna try to act like that's a real I don't I don't know how to pronounce that. Don't know. And it says a whole new world. I see you. I know you spelled it wrong. But I got you. I love learning about a culture and world unknown to me. Nikki and Moose inform and entertain. Shout out to you. And shout out to everybody who leaves a review. We read them. We pick them. All that great stuff. We are on the charts because of y'all. So keep leaving those reviews. But let's get into this episode because... I'm actually in a really good mood. Um, I'm not going to lie. I was a bit sad. I, if y'all heard the last episode, I was like, this is the one that could not go. I don't want him to go. Not yeah. this one. Right. Um, and, you know, he fought for a whole week and everything like that. And we are where we are. But uh, I'm in a good mood because there are certain things that just came to light that I was like, oh, we got to talk about. We got to yeah. we got to bring our perspective into things because, of course, what we said was going to happen, which was we're going to hear more stories of what he did. We're going to see how he really impacted the world. And there was a particular message that I, w- I definitely want to break down, of course, from Swiss Beats himself. But uh, first off, Moose, how are we feeling about the passing, all that great stuff and what your perspective? Go ahead. Yeah, I think um, what you said is spot on, though, Nick's like, obviously, uh, death is the cycle of life. It's sad. It's very unfortunate. We all wish it can't happen. But I think it's beauty in that there's always a new birth. Right. Like you said, there are some stories that are being revealed. We're getting to know some parts of him that we didn't know about. And it's great that somebody has those stories. They're documented in some form or fashion where we can really remember and think about the good things that he's done, 
lessons that we can reflect on. So that's the part that I'm excited to talk about. Of course, the passing is sad, but you know, I think this is going to be great to uh, to really dissect. Yeah. So let let's talk about first off um, the one part that does piss me off. Okay, the one part. Mm. Um, everybody wanting to be TMZ. No bueno. So the one thing I have a problem with is you're you're messing with a person's life. You're messing with family members. You're messing with just people who've been impacted by this individual. It doesn't even matter. Uh, I'm not even talking about just DMX in, in general. Like people try to be breaking news off of anything, right? Yeah. I find that very unfortunate with um, with when it comes to death. Now, we experienced that with the whole TMZ with Kobe, right? And how, mm-hmm. you know, not that that was even though it was true. And even though as fans, we found out like at the same time, you have to be considerate of the family. You have to be considerate of those impacted, right? But I have a problem when even TMZ doesn't even um, talk about it and everybody and their mamas is like, rest in peace, DMX. And mm. even celebrities are like, rest in peace. And then when it gets screenshot and everybody runs to it, I I was in, um, I was on Clubhouse and I'm not going to name no names because that's not the type of person I am. But um, I was in Clubhouse the night before DMX passed, and it was like breaking news, DMX passed, right? And it's like, it's fortunate mm-hmm. to say that, um, you know, our brother, our legend passed. And, you know, I heard from social media and sources. What? Wow. Yo, come on. Like, you're not... Granted, I don't call TMZ the greatest source, but I think they're moving with a bit of caution lately. I think they move hmm. a little a little bit smoother when it comes to the death situation, right? If TMZ doesn't even give that report before you, sir, ma'am, stop, stop. Like, these people get paid to do it. Why? What are you getting out of being the first to break bad news. What are you the what is the point of that? What does that do for your brand? Is that part of your brand? Are you all of a sudden the new TMZ on a lower level? If that was true, cool. If you are Joe Schmo that runs a business, that runs a shop, that is a comedian, that does you whatever, why are you trying to break news? Why? Mm. Let that let that be for the media. I mean, it that's the thing. (laughs) Like, let that be for the media outlets. Let that stay in your lane. Like, that's what I would say. Stay in your lane. There are people who have been paying close attention to certain stories. Like, let them get the facts. Let them uh, address the family. Let them get the backlash if they are wrong. Your brand shouldn't, your voice shouldn't even touch something that you haven't even met. Yep. That don't, 
Yeah. I don't I don't understand that. That's just me. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's so sad, man, because, you know, uh, last week we talked about, you know, that other situation and we talked about the importance of you got to prioritize character over content. Mm-hmm. And I think that resonated with a lot of people. But I also believe that there's a sense of responsibility, man. And I wish there was something like I know, you know, before you sign up or create an account, there's always like a checklist, right? Like you got to agree to the terms and conditions. But I wish that this would start becoming not just an unwritten rule, because I think saying that it's an unwritten rule for us to release that type of information is probably, I don't know, it's an assumption that people take for granted or it's not communicated clearly. But I wish that that can be something that's stressed with a little bit more importance. Like, man, there's a responsibility that comes with your platform, whether you use it for personal use and entertainment or for professional reasons. There's just some things that you don't do, man. And, and you know, I, I, I know the term is called like chasing clout. You're just wanting to always be in the know and always be included in whatever the conversation, you know, is taking place. But this is one of those times where I don't know that there's much that you'd want to be known for when it comes to, you know, announcing someone's death prematurely, mm-hmm. especially when you don't have no connection with them. You don't know the family. Like, it's, it's, it's just too low. So I don't want to give it too much energy. You know, we talked about it before, but definitely there's a, a level of responsibility that should come with your platforms regardless of how you use it. Well, my thing is, like, can you... It, <laughs> Can you even be consistent with this breaking news vibe that you want to do? Because no. let's 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 look at it from this standpoint. I, and, I, and I'm trying to take my emotions out of it from the DMX standpoint. Right. Um, I'm only talking about it just from like a totality of it. Right. So let's say let's just say you do do that. Right. And let's take the death out of it. Let's say, I don't know, uh random LeBron just quits the Lakers. Don't clip this and say that's the new thing. Don't do that. Don't do that. Right. But let's just say LeBron uh, quits the Lakers. Right. And you got word of it. Cool. You say it. Now you're going to get a whole bunch of people following you for that reason. Right. Can you keep up with that news? Is now your whole thing going to be breaking news or all about LeBron or the person that you're breaking? Like, or are you just doing it for that moment to say, yo, that was me who broke it. But then you do nothing with the people who came and and checked you out. You're just now saying, yo, I got numbers because I said this. I got so many views, followers, all that great stuff. Is that your own pat on the back? What does that do in two weeks for you? Does that give you extra money? Does that give you extra credibility? Does that give you more clothes? Did that give you more cars, houses, a great relationship? What does that really do to say, yo, I was the first one, but that's not really your brand? That's my whole thing. Taking out of the whole situation If you cannot be a TMZ and Entertainment Weekly, all that great stuff, if you can't be none of that, don't leave it up for those people who get paid for that, who get advertisement dollars for that, who has connections because of that. Now you are up, especially when it comes to the deaf topic, 
you are looking a little bit crazy, especially if you're wrong. Because mm. I know for sure that the person, like I said, on Clubhouse who did it prematurely, I'm never, I'm, I'm never going in their rooms again. For what? You, mm. You're really chasing titles. You yep. literally did that for clickbait. Literally. Because minutes later, the manager came out and said, yo, can you please stop saying rest in peace? My man is still alive. Wow. And so, okay, cool. Now, you may not care, right? Like, oh, okay, well, I said that wrong. But you're not understanding not only does that put a like a mark on your own brand but that really like i felt a way like i was like oh man like i i don't know if i was ready like but Mm -hmm. that's what i'm saying like you really don't i think people downplay their words i think they the people downplay their platforms uh their influence right based off just because they want to be the first to it and they don't necessarily care if they were right or wrong because maybe they don't have true connections to what they're speaking about. But at the same time, you're messing with people's feelings and I I don't know right, wrong of the feeling. Just I would I would stay truly away for it. Stay within what you what we know you for and leave the entertainment gossip kind of vibes to those who really do that or leave that information to those who are truly close to the circle this has been a era of just pure gossip for quite a while especially now that we have phones and social media and i can't knock it because People's lives are our entertainment, unfortunately, right? Not very proud to say that, but that's what it is. And so for some people to stay relevant, they try to do those things. But I'm going to say I don't go for it. I think it's bad. If you want to be known for to be the new TMZ, please uh, brand yourself that way. Please When you get the traffic that you were seeking for, that you continuously uh, feed the people with the the clout that you are chasing. Just saying, just saying. Big facts, big facts. But let's go. So, though this is a sad message, right? Initially, right. That um, Swiss Beast put out, you could see he was struggling and speaking on it. There are certain parts that I wanted to break down uh, for this podcast, right? Clearly, with Moose's permission, you know, I don't do nothing with, without Moose. I mean, but um, that I felt would really help people because I was, like I said, I was really struggling and going to leave DMX completely off after he passed. Because I was like, DMX was great. A legend at rapping, right? But breaking down his brand, I was having a problem with it. 
I was I was like, how do we pull the lessons and everything like that? Um, especially with his past and things like that. But thank you, Swiss Beast, for pointing out certain things that would help with that. One of the things that I wanted to definitely talk about is we look at certain greats and they position themselves for an empire. But what DMX did was position others to build an empire. So we got a clip from Swiss Beats talking about that. He never lived for himself. He lived for everybody else. I'm in position because of DMX. Millions of people are in position and inspired because of DMX. My brother was one of one, none before and none to come. He was the most loyal person I've ever known. He's been rough rider since day one. Everybody threw millions of dollars. You could not buy DMX. You couldn't buy him. He was never for sale. His loyalty for who he loved was never for sale. His family was never for sale. His integrity was never for sale. You might learn something from him. And tell Moose about the loyalty part. Yeah, you know I mean, I didn't tell him about that one. I was like, let me let me sneak that in real quick. Let me sneak that in, Moose. Well, what yeah, are your thoughts? So, so much respect, man. So much respect. I think you know for those who've listened to our Swiss Beats breakdown, and in a lot of those episodes, you, you kind of see, or even if you follow just on him on social media, or uh, even the time when DMX was. Uh, on the verses, like you can see there is like a deep connection with him and DMX. And I don't think anybody ever understood why, at least not me. It's like, okay, I understand. Like, yeah, they, they, he did, you know, maybe some work for them with the Rough Riders. And that was a part of Swiss Beats' first opportunities. Uh, but, you know, for someone as real as Swiss to speak on DMX this way, it shows you uh, the power of DMX's influence and how consistent he's been over a period of time. I mean, I want to just maybe guesstimate at least 15, 20 year relationship, but you don't speak about someone with that much emotion, with that much uh, uh, just truth and passion. If someone wasn't a consistent influence in your life for decades or was truly impacted and made a, uh, an impact on what you've done. Now, you, you tie that into the fact that they had such a close relationship, then it becomes an intimate connection, right? It's like, man, yeah, this, this person is not just someone who I've admired or looked up to, but we also have uh, an actual personal connection or, or a true friendship and relationship. So I think it's, it's, it's beautiful to see the impact that someone like that has made. And I think the thing that comes to mind first and foremost for me is like, man, this is a reminder for us who get the opportunity to still be alive today. It's like, yo, nothing that you do goes in vain. Like all the good and the impact that you drive on your journey, on your path, in your mission, through your brand and the effort that you put in, it doesn't go in vain. You know, there was a period of time where I often used to think about social media and say, and, and you've heard the part, don't look at the likes, but I would say, focus on the people who are not liking. Meaning, not that I'm saying, go try and convince people to like your stuff. But the people who don't have the courage to like or comment but are watching, because we know it happens, those are the people who are moved most by your message. And you may not necessarily know 
that it's caused bringing an impact or making a change in somebody's life because you're only focused on what they would call, let's say, vanity metrics or metrics that don't necessarily make or drive a true satisfaction for you as the user. But man, some of the people who may never like your stuff or comment on your stuff are more impacted than you'll ever know. So I think something like that is just really, for me, it serves as that reminder, like, yo, nothing that you do uh, in, in good faith will ever go in vain. So it's, it's definitely powerful to see. I think what's, what's great about this clip is, like, and I think we talked about it, like, last episode, where it was like, what makes a good leader? Where it was like, if you have people, like, surpass you, right? Mm. Um, and it instantly made me think about this whole DMX thing where it was like, we, we see how great DMX is, especially in the era where he was just number one, you couldn't stop him. Right. But it's really the people who carried on after him that really shows his work ethic. And what he's done for the culture, right? Um, while I was doing the research, like uh, one of his uh, label mates, uh, Dragon, right? He was he did a like a really like almost almost get me teared up uh, post on social media. But he was like, "Yo, what what am I supposed to do? I, I don't want to do this industry without you. You helped me. Like you guided me. I'm, uh, I'm here because of you. Right. And he put on a lot of people and it doesn't, for me, it doesn't matter the millions and millions of M, like businesses that he could have done. It was the, millions and millions of people he impacted that made them millions, you mm-hmm. know, that inspired them to make, give them their own record label, their own businesses, their own creativity, their own way of serving because he did what he did and he gave them the foundation for them to do it themselves. Right. And I think that alone shows how good of a leader he was, right? Say what you want about what he went through. There's one thing that if you hear anybody who has uh, connected with DMX is that he cared about others more than himself. So he's going to want other people to win. He's going to want other people to do more than what he is doing. Right. And I'm like, oh, are we do like mm. I, I don't even know, like because and, and we'll get to the part where I was like, are we doing this wrong kind of vibe? Because there's I, I feel after listening and watching and seeing some of these things that people are saying about DMX, like, are we serving enough? Are we giving the people more without expecting so much in return? Like he expected nothing in return. He just, he was, he talked to everybody that 
came up to him. Like he, if if you looked at the videos um, on his own personal page, on just he did a whole remix of of a what was it, the Christmas Carol kind of thing, the the reindeer joint, and he made yeah. that, and he was just having fun with it, right? He was what we know as DMX as as the rapper, and then DMX as the person is. Really, two different things, right? And, and we'll get in more into like the aggressive and everything like that. But a server, but a push, a person who puts people in position, a person who will push somebody to greatness and just stand back and smile and take all all the the bullets and the fire so they wouldn't. I think that alone is like, we have to learn from that somehow, some way, how can we serve more to put other people in position? Because if we could say, say, or somebody else could say, yo, I learned that from this person, or I'm a pure student, or I'm a a pure uh, replica of this person. Does that mean more than maybe the stuff we build on our own? Does that last longer than the stuff that we built on our own? I, I'm just, I, I was really moved by when Swiss said that. Because I'm like, yo, like, maybe we have to be a bit more intentional with Getting people in position. I'm not going to even lie. Shout out to Kurt. After watching this, I was like, Kurt, what do you, what do you want to do? Because I need to help you. Like, I need to make sure you're good. This, that, and the third. I've been very, um, I've been very vocal how I feel about Isaiah. There's certain people that I'm now going to focus like, you know what? Instead of going so hard Maybe with the internal stuff that I'm doing here, maybe if I just help others, right, it it will work out better. Maybe that's one of the things I need yeah. to add. Not necessarily take over, but maybe that's one thing I definitely need to add is how do I help build these particular people, not only within my community, but, you know, with certain individuals to say, yo, I want to have at the end of the day, yo, it's because of Nikki, I'm in position to where I, I want that statement. That mm. is something I definitely want. That's an, that's on my bucket list. So people got places mm -hmm. and locations and stuff like, and money. I'm like, I want somebody to say I'm in position because of Nikki. That's on my yeah, bucket yeah. list. Yeah, it's, 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 it's dope. You know, I think it's definitely dope when you think about it. And I, I'll, I'll give some of my final words a little early just because I don't think this one should wait. You know, and, and of course, everyone's their own person, right? Some people want the recognition. I personally am someone who doesn't want the recognition. Like, I'm, you know, there, there are some examples of people who give and intentionally say, hey, leave my name off of the giving list, right? Because they, they just want to, that's their way of governing their intentions. That's their way of protecting their heart. So that people don't know what's happening. So everyone you're has in, their. You're, you're talking about this early. We talking about we do we got to cut into that one? Do we got to? 
kind of led with it. Uh, I, I mean, we can go there, but I, I, I did want to, you know, at least put it out there just briefly. But my point is, and this is the part that I wanted to kind of connect to, and, and, and I'll circle back this again on the final words. But there's, uh, and, and, and some of y'all may laugh because maybe you don't listen to him, but Macklemore, you know, there's a line in one of his songs, and I don't even know which song, so don't quote me on it. But in a line in one of his songs, he says, people die twice. The first time is when they bury you. The second time is when your name is mentioned last, like the last time that somebody mentions your name. And it's like, man, if you think on that, though, it's like, yo, you can pass. Sure, you're buried. You're no longer here, but you're still alive as long as your name is being mentioned. Right. The good that you've created, the things that you've built and the people that you've helped are still talking in your name. You're technically still alive. You're not physically here but you're technically still alive. So I think that's one of those things like to your point about, man, I want to do so much good that that's one of the things that's added to the bucket list. That's what comes to mind for me is like, yo, you died twice. And the second time is the last time that somebody mentions your name and it's, you know, he's gone and we're still speaking on him. And I'm sure that'll happen for years to come. So that just shows the power of impact. Facts. Facts. But let's uh let's talk about a little bit uh more on the branding side, even more, right? A little bit more. Um, I found this clip that uh made me laugh, definitely made me laugh, but very true that we all have to think about when creating who we are. So do they growl oh at you or not, those... not, not so much the growling, but I saw this dude the other day. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Yo, what up? Yo, how you doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, come on, homie. Like, 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 right, like really? Really? Hey, yeah. but you know what's the truth though, DMX? My whole my whole career too. Anytime that I go to talk about X, I do kind of the same thing. Like even when I see Ice Cube, I go, Oh yeah, yay. Yeah. Yeah, so if I'm talking yeah. about DMX, I'm like, hey, what's going on? So I don't know anybody who doesn't mention DMX and tries to either bark or do that same impression uh, so that real. Big Boy did. There, there's own like we've seen comedians do it. I think Dave Chappelle, like you said, uh, most yeah. before this uh, has done it. But like the great thing about building a brand um, is that there's certain things that will make us recognize you, right? Um, I've been reading this book. Shout out to Deeper Than the Brand community. They know the book I'm talking about. Um, And if you want to know, tweet us. (laughs) A little shameless plug real quick. Yummy. Nikki and Moose everywhere. Yummy. But um, there's this book that was saying like, You know, you have to own a word in the mind of a consumer, right? But now I'm thinking you kind of have to own something in all in saying it and reading it and hearing it and feeling it, right? And that's one of the things that DMX did very well. Like when we hear the growl or when even when we see a pit bull, like we think of DMX, Mm -hmm. Right. When we when we feel um, when we hear that aggressive like flow, we think of DMX. Right. The way that they hey, is DMX is me. 
Like mm-hmm. that we like we know when we hear that that's DMX, right? So we have to be like, yo, how do I get something that when people hear it, like when they hear a certain tone, when they see a certain figure, something that they can say, yo, that's me, right? That's 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 me right there. When they see um when when they see uh the what up, what up, what up, and the arm stretched out, that's E, right? When you he- hear motivation, that's E, right? So we we think about it and we see what these legends do. We we hear what they do, but are we really picking up why they're so memorable? Because they like burn it in our brain that this is their brand. Like, there is not, and and it goes by repetition. Like, every song, you heard a growl. Mm -hmm. Every song, you heard a bark, right? Every song, you had that same kind of flow. So, when you hear it, you know exactly, you can hear three seconds of it. That's DMX. Yeah. Yeah. Hands down. That's DMX. And we... We have to start thinking about what is some of the words that will associate with our brand? What are some of the sounds, catchphrases? What are some of the quotes? What are some of the kind of the voices, faces, whatever it is, what can identify and say, yo, every time I see, hear, read, feel this, this is that person. And I'm like, yeah. mind blown why I didn't think about this before. Yeah. Like, yeah. every time I hear a bark, I don't hear a dog. I hear DMX. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. You know, yeah, what, what's so dope about this, and, and of course, th- this is your lane, so I love that, you know, you're, you're making that connection here. But I think the only thing that comes to mind uh, from my end is that every single person that you associate that, element of like you said it's it's one of their senses a sound a word something that they do that you that's associate what I was struggling to a with. particular I was like, person sis, sis, uh, that that s whatever hear this. read all that great <laughs> that thing you know I mean? yeah. yeah yeah so it's like it, it's one of those things but it usually comes from something that they're super passionate about so for those of you out there who are thinking like man what's that thing for my brand you don't even got to stretch your imagination to make it so thought provoking. It could be the simplest things. Like when you look at DMX, you see a lot of pit bulls, literally a lot of dogs in his music videos, in his pictures. He loves dogs. So I don't know if it was a conscious choice or maybe a subconscious reaction, but he did what he enjoyed. When you talk about E and you look deeper into his, you know, choice or uh, of him kind of going with that phrase, thank God is Monday. If, for those who really listen to him, you'll start to know that when they were building the brand, Friday was the day that everyone was excited to leave. But for them, mm-hmm. that meant that they could no longer build their dream. And they had to you know, disconnect from the time that they were together in the office. So it's usually something super simple that you're truly a fan of yourself or something that you enjoy that you throw out there. And then the other lovers of that thing kind of like hear your voice or hear that sound. They're like, 
yo, <laughs> I like dogs too. Or other people, it's just like, it's funny to them, whatever it is. So yeah, I just wanted to add that in there, Nick, because I'm like, man, it could be the simplest thing and, you know, that'll catch someone's attention. And, and, and that's the thing. And also, if anybody is ever wondering, like, yo, what is that thing? Just ask. Like, mm. ask. Ask close people. Ask your followers. You know, ask people uh, if you have an email list, whatever it is. Like, ask people, yo, what is one thing, one word that associate, like, you associate me with? What is the phrase? What is the sound? What is something that I always do? So you can get that data and then you could truly brand on that. You know, they probably in Rough Riders caught on to the growling and was like, you know what? This is what you do every single time. Mm. Every single time, right? They probably had some hand in it because I think before they had artist development. So they probably were like, this thing, you have to. I don't I don't care. You go to an interview, we're hitting hot 97, whatever it is, all your drops, it has to end with a growl or a bark or something, right? Mm. And that's intentional because now that burns in our head. What are you saying? What are you doing? What is the gestures? What is the colors? What is something that you always do, wear, say, whatever, every single time that it burns in our head that we could always attach you with? That's, that's like basic branding. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm so mad that I was like, it takes this mm -hmm. for me to understand that DMX was a low-key branding genius. What is... Right. Right. Like the littlest things, even from the chain, like, and, and we'll get into to that part, but like his chain is always like a silver, like dog collar kind of vibe. Like it was, mm. it wasn't gold. It wasn't diamond out or anything like that. He always had kind of like this silver, like dog collar kind of vibe. Mm -hmm. You can't. Like, there's certain things you could always recognize and be like, okay, my man can't say anything. Yeah. He just shows us, oh, that's DMX. That's right mm. there. You can have seven of those, right? And if one of them had the chain, that one's DMX. Yeah. Little things. Yeah. It's true. Little things. It's true. It's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but this last part, I feel like we're going to be on for a little bit. Uh, that's why we left this one for last. Uh, another part from Swiss Beats that was um, very, very interesting. And me and Moose have talked about this. And Moose definitely feels a certain kind of way about this. That's why I got it. Um, let's go into it. X loved everybody. This man had $30 million writing his music in abandoned buildings. He would give his clothes away. He would sit down with homeless people and eat with them with 30 million in the bank. He cared about no money. He cared about humanity. He was a humanitarian. He did more charity than probably every artist I know. 
The only difference with his charity is he never talked about it. He just did it on a daily basis. Understand who my brother was. Man. Man. I'm going to just let Moose go. I'm going to just let Moose go. Yeah. Man. And we and, and, and I kind of started there. I did go to it a little early, but man, you this is this this rings on so many levels. You know, a lesson that I think a lot of people can benefit from, especially in today's age where again it's so easy to pull out your phone and document you doing good. All right. And I know, again, to some extent, and we've talked about this on previous episodes and kind of like we're trying to see the fine line in it. Like, man, I know you're trying to promote doing good or you're making giving a cool thing to do. But it, that's it defeats from the purpose, like like the, the, the reasoning behind why we should help. It's not to expose the person in need. Right. Like, think about it this way. And this is why and I don't mean to do like a reverse psychology, but I think we got to sometimes like take a a walk in somebody else's shoes. Do you think the person who's down and out wants to be a part of your video because they need your money? Like, really think about that. Do you think because the person is in need, they signed up to be an actor and play the poor man or the poor woman or the poor child in your video? Mm -hmm. They didn't sign up for that role. Just like many of us are always like, man, why is the black person always the criminal? Why is the Muslim always the terrorist? It's the same thing. Like when you go out and in your video of giving to popularize what you're doing, you're really making it a a personal agenda to like showcase the giving. That's what you're doing. Right. You're you're maximizing the person in need or you're you're doing that for someone who didn't sign up for it. So I think, you know, again, moments like this. And I love this episode. I love some of the stuff that's coming out from it because it does allow us to reflect on as individuals and our daily walks and how we manage businesses and brands and say, okay, really, truly, how can I do things differently? How will my impact be remembered here on this earth? So, yeah, next, this one is, um, man, yeah, this, this one is. It's, it's tough to get around because we know how popular it is to do those things today. So uh, I'm, I'm hoping that we'll be able, through your genius and, and this show, we'll be able to figure out the way to make giving a really cool thing and promote giving without using that form of promotion as the way to do so. So, see, because I'm going to try not to like, drop certain situations that we've seen that is just <laughs> like come on now um but let's let's go with the first part right so the fact that it's and you know every well everybody knows how big I am on nip right and so <laughs> the the two things like the thing that they both and the crazy thing is that they met Right. The crazy thing, there was a a clip of Nipsey and and DMX talking and everything like that. Right. The two things, the the one thing that they have in common is that they were big on the community. They were big on giving back. Right. It wasn't about them. It was about making sure others look great. And it didn't matter um, how 
people would think of them as long as others were good, right? Now, two different brands. DMX is a very low key, didn't care about the cars, houses, all that great stuff. Like Swiss said, yeah, 30 mil in the bank, you wouldn't have never known. Where Nip did show a little bit of a reward of him, but not necessarily a flash of him, right? It wasn't, this is all the stuff that I have, this, that, and a third. But he did play the game that he is in. DMX did not care about the game and the industry that he was in. He had a higher purpose that he followed and didn't necessarily care about the industry, right? Um, And the fact that when Swiss said he did it every single day, we just never saw it. We never saw it. And that, that right there, because we didn't see it, we don't question it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It goes to a more secure vibe of I'm doing this and I know I'm good. Right? I know that what I'm doing will last longer than a video. That will last longer than those views that I may get at that that moment. Like this, what I'm doing here is impacting the life of a four-year-old who will remember that I got groceries for his mom when they were down and out and didn't have money and their lights were off, right? I, I helped somebody get new shoes when they were walking around barefoot. Like, I think implanting memories is lasts longer than something that could be on your social media when it comes to a giving and serving vibe. Now I get it. You know, some people are like, they won't believe me if I don't show it. They won't, they may think this, they may think that you allow people to say your legacy, not social media. We, and Granted, I'm huge on social media. Like, not me personally. Like, I got numbers. And that's not what I'm saying. Okay? No. <laughs> that was not a flex. <laughs> Meaning, it was definitely not a flex. Don't be like, people be like, what? No, no, you're not. Right. Um, but what I mean by that is like, I'm big on utilizing social media as a tool to expand who you really are. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm big on that. But at the same time, I'm not big on creating content just so it makes you look good. Just so you can do the see, see what I do, see what I have, see what I do for other people. Let other people be the testimony. Not you saying this is what I've done. Hey, let me give this to certain media outlets and put that in their ear so they could showcase it on other on their platforms and things like that. Why? Because people who do that indirectly are still selling. So if you yeah. are doing something and then showcasing it here and there, people are going to instantly think, Yo, who is this person? They're really good. Let me get to know them more. Well, aha, I have a program. I have an ebook. 
I have this, I have that. Since you're on my page, you might as well get that. So you think you're showing good when in all actuality, you're still selling. It's just called indirect Mm. selling. Yeah. And so if you intentionally wanted to help somebody, do it for them. Now, if they post it, that's on them. That's, that's a different good. story. Yeah, That's a different story, yeah. right? But if you are saying, yo, we're going to uh, feed the homeless today. Ready to feed the homeless <laughs> with me? Hello, feeding homeless. Bye, bye. I am feeding them mashed potatoes. <laughs> by, play by play, no one cares. Come on, yeah, yeah. No one They didn't sign up for cared. that role, bro. Right. Yeah. And and also, just like how Moose said, but I'm gonna say it in a more direct way, because he says it in a more nice way, right? Um, let's say, let's say I was broke. Praise God, that will never ever happen. I will say never, right? Um, let's say I was broke, right? Now I was down and I wanted Wawa. Shout out to Wawa. <laughs> Right? I want a Wawa. If somebody was like, yo, I'm going to Wawa. Oh, she needs Wawa. Yo, look, I'm giving her Wawa. I don't want nobody knowing that I I, I want Wawa. Right. I don't want nobody to know that I'm hungry. I don't I didn't ask for this position. I didn't ask to be this hungry. I didn't ask to be uh, part of the video. I didn't ask to be in the situation that I'm in. So if I'm not document documenting my own flaws, my own down uh, downfalls and everything like that, who gives you the right to do that? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and, and, and also remember like, man, for, for everyday people, it is, it is so difficult for you to ask, even with money in your pocket to ask somebody, to help you with something. It could be a favor. It could be something. There's people who who would kill before they ask for help. Extreme example, but you get the idea. Imagine the person in need. Right? There's still a dignity element there, right? There's still a piece of like, man, I wasn't here before. And you 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 are really minimizing their story, which is what matters most. Right? To get to know their experience, what they've been through, what got them here, what do they really need beside a meal or a quick buck? All right? Because you're making it about you. So even the, the intent, the impact that you can drive in that exchange, you're just cruising right over it because you're focused on how you look instead of saying, man, what does that person need to hear right now? What, what can I really do to help them connect the dots so that maybe they don't relapse or re, you know, go back to that same thing? So, yeah, on so many different levels, I think this is going to challenge our perspective to say, OK, what is help? What is giving back? And what is it? You know, maybe what we thought is help isn't help after all. And actually, it's actually doing more harm than good. So, yeah. And and the thing is also, like, did you even, like, did you get their consent to make them entertainment? They didn't didn't sign up for that role. They didn't sign up for that role. They definitely didn't. Let's think about it. Like, if this was a full production, there's consent forms. For us to be on TV, radio, commercials, things like that, 
there needs to be a consent form to be on your social media. There has to. Like, there... I don't want to go to a supermarket and now all of a sudden I'm on the news because you paid for my groceries that I didn't necessarily even ask for. Yeah. And now I'm in this narrative of giving, you're giving to the, to the needy or giving back to the community. Maybe I was just driving by. This happened to be the supermarket that I was in. Like I, Man, I'm that I needed. I'm a gallon of milk. Right, 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 right. I needed <laughs> I needed eggs. a gallon of milk. I was going straight home. I got I plenty of money. I eat eggs every single day. Three eggs every day. So I run out of eggs very easily. And so, okay, on my way home, boom. But now you're like, yo, I got all the grocery. I didn't ask you. Right. And now I'm on right. TV like, yo, hold on. Now, I... True. Even, even if I said no... Look, let me go. Hold up. Nah, I don't need that. Now you still have footage that I have no clue what you're going to do with. Right. Right. Like, I just, I just don't understand that. Like, but granted, some people do truly move with like a pure heart with it. Like, yo, I just, yeah. I just want to show other people that they should be doing this too. So let me let me speak on that, right? Because I'm not sitting here saying everybody does it for the clout. I'm not. Mm-hmm. No, no, yeah. But not everything needs to be... How about this? I'll say it like this. Everything does need to be documented. It doesn't need to come out right away. Okay, that's it right there. That's it right there. That's it right there. I'm just saying, like, yeah. now that Swiss said that, I would love to see it. Like, mm. I would love to see what we didn't see while he was alive. Yeah. And that's yeah. where the place of that is for, to really show the legacy of somebody who is so giving, who is so serving, who, like, there's stuff that we it wasn't meant for when he was on on earth but now that he's gone let me truly show you the impact that you didn't know that mm-hmm. you actually took this man for granted and you didn't think yeah. maybe he was a dying artist or whatever you may have thought about him no he was honestly doing something every single day while you thought he was a crackhead no he's out helping somebody he's helping somebody else with their addiction right that's when it's needed. Yeah. Not when it, it happens. Right? Keep that in the vault. Keep that in the vault because you do mean pure. You do mean that like this is going to help somebody. Well, that's mm-hmm. going to help build your legacy and show how other people are supposed to be serving others. But that's for later on. That's not... Yeah. In your prime that we prime example all the time is what Jay-Z does for there was um, a meme. And I don't know if it's true that Jay-Z is going to pay like 10 mil to get DMX's masters and give it to his kids. Wow. Is Jay-Z making a statement saying I'm going to do this? 
That that was the same thing with uh when Nip passed and he was gonna make a trust for Nip's uh kids. Not that he need they mm-hmm. need the masters because Nip's already has the masters, but it's things like that that is being done in the background for that person, not for the world. And so we don't know if that's true or not until possibly Jay-Z hangs it up, not necessarily in a death way, but like from his leadership roles and everything like that. And now it's time to show the documentary stuff. You know, if you're big on content, prepare content for your own documentary. Mm, That's a bar. Uh, That's a bar. I love that. That's a bar. I'm just saying. You know? I'm just Prepare saying. for your own documentary. That's real. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. But it, it, it it's so true. And just because I, I have to watch social media every single day. I have to. And plus, I enjoy it, right? But there's some things that I'm, I question, like, does, would this have the same impact? Like, would this have more impact later? Like, Mm -hmm. sometimes we are so quick to post it now when if we just let that simmer, when we just let that marinate for a little bit longer, when it's like perfect timing, we don't, we're too, we don't understand perfect timing when it comes to ourselves. Mm -hmm. We're so big on, I can't put this out. Some people are even stop themselves like, yo, I can't put this out because it's not perfect. But can we, is there a way to master perfect timing when it comes to ourselves? Is there a way uh, to be of like, Nip, though, hmm? No, I said, speaking of Nip, I like when Nip says it's a perfect time. It feels like I'm too late, right? Like it's, it's one of those things that as an individual, you're always in your own head about what perfect is, whether mm-hmm. it's a perfect concept, a perfect time, like it just never matches up. Right. So it's it's just like, you know. But but even though he felt like it was too late, it was perfect timing. And the, Absolutely. the great thing about it is we always have to think that it's not about us. We mm-hmm. have to always think about mm-hmm. that. There's other factors of why something isn't happening right now. Yeah. There's other people yeah. affected by it. There's other elements that still need to be aligned. And though we think it needs to happen right now, it's that that's more of a selfish move. It's all divine, man. I don't even want to take y'all on the spiritual route, but yeah, it's all divine, for real. All divine. That's a whole nother podcast. Yeah. I mean- <laughs> for real that's a whole nother podcast but uh at the end of the day uh rest in peace dmx earl simmons uh we love you i li- the crazy thing is how scary it is that i n- still know these lyrics Bar by bar like it just came out i'm listening to the mm. first album right Of course, they have the playlist and everything like that. And I'm spitting, stop being greedy like I'm DMX. 
with the tones and then when <laughs> what is it, it. Yeah. the Damien song when he had the two tones now I'm doing two tones with the I was like no this came out like mad years ago why do you know this so well why do you mm. why are you spitting it with the ad libs like you have to forget <laughs> the ad libs after a few Go years with, I, with the ad yeah. libs I'm like Oh, like low key, high key. I still am a very the impact huge was there. DMX fan. Like yeah. so many, I, I and that was serious in my in my uh, Navy days. Like my first couple of years, all through the ship, mm-hmm. I was playing. If me and this white boy, I was very confused. I was like, "You like DMX?" <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, we're both from New York." I was like, "Yeah, but he, you're from." He upstate. barked. No, he did. It was cute. Oh, man, it was like a chihuahua. Like he barked back. Like, yeah. It was like a chihuahua. It was great. Shout out to uh, Ross. You know who you are. I doubt you listen to the podcast, but it was a chihuahua how you bar- how you barked. But it was cool. Uh- <laughs> That's the cool but- word. Oh, I love it. But look, um, follow us on all social media channels at Nikki and Moose. We're almost at... 2000 I don't know by the time you hear this we may be at 2000 followers on Instagram Check us out check you know us man? out We may be on 2000 subscribers on YouTube We're almost there too We're almost there Shout out to our YouTube viewers We love you Y'all so dope we do. Shout out to our cool. audio people all our listeners I just want to We love y'all I mean can I love on y'all for a second I love y'all Um mm-hmm. but you already know what time it is. Moose, final words. Man, if I can summarize this entire episode, I'll, I'll remind you of, call it a cliche, a principle. But, you know, it simply says this. Not everything that counts can be counted. And not everything that is counted counts. All right? You really got to take into consideration not just who you are, but how you are and how you show up in the world, man. Because... Uh, for people to say your name even after your passing, that's maximum level of impact. 